look, if he's horrible tonight and then they go on to maybe lose the next few games and lose the series, then I think people may look at him a little differently. But it's only game three. There's so much basketball left to be played. That drastically hurts the Warriors' chances if he's feeling tenderness or pain that he thinks he won't be able to go. You can have those two guys, but if you're going to give up, you're going to give up anything up? close to the package that they were offering. Oh my. Where are you going from there? Chris Broussard here, and welcome to the brand new Hoops on Fox podcast. This podcast will give you your daily dose of all things NBA from Fox Sports, including the best content from Skip and Shannon, Nick Wright, plus special guests, fresh NBA content from myself, post-game interviews from NBA stars around the league, and much, much more. Don't forget to subscribe and leave a five-star review. Chris, put some perspective into this conversation for us. How important is tonight to Steph's legacy? I, I don't think we should overstate it because it's game three. Mm -hmm. If he's pretty good tonight, but then great the rest of the series, or if he's just not that good and they lose, but he's great the rest of the series and they win, I don't think we'll think about game three. If he's great tonight and then mediocre the rest of the way and they lose or win, what he did tonight isn't going to have a huge impact. So, look, if he's horrible tonight and then they go on to maybe lose the next few games and lose the series, then I think people may look at him a little differently. But it's only game three. There's so much basketball left to be played that I think we have to take that into consideration. Um, this is an opportunity for him to add to the Steph lore, mm -hmm. where the 40-point game in 2016, mm -hmm. when he's right back from the knee injury against Portland. Yep. You know, the 36-point average against Portland in the last series, the 33-point second half against mm -hmm. Houston. Like, this is an opportunity to have one of those nights mm -hmm. that we remember when we're talking about Steph Curry in the future. Mm -hmm. uh, however, I got to admit, like, I remember his second MVP season when he was unanimous MVP and was just lighting the world on fire, I asked a basketball legend, a basketball lifer who was a player, a coach, he's been everything. Everybody would know him. I don't want to say his name. If Steph, I said, is Steph the best player in the world? He laughed at me because he was like, no, he's like, you hide him on defense. He can't control it on that side of the floor. And so my point is, I'm not looking at Steph to do what a LeBron James can do, even what a Kawhi Leonard or a Kevin Durant could do. Like, if Kevin Durant was in this situation where no Steph, no Clay, I still would feel like he might go, you know what I mean? He like, they go got a chance, right? Or if it was LeBron or Kawhi. Because essentially, even without Clay and KD, you're talking about one superstar Steph against one superstar Kate, uh, Kawhi and a bunch of good players around him, right. role players. And that this shows why. Those guys probably are better than Steph. No matter what he does and, mm -hmm. and his legacy and how great of a shooter he is and how many championships, he can't control it on the other side of the court. And I think some of it's size. Like, how many small players have ever been able to just control a series? Isaiah Thomas, obviously, the legend, was tremendous. He and Steph are the only two small guys to even lead a team to a championship. Right. But even when Isaiah was doing it, Dumars was great in those finals. Dumars had re he was Steph's, he was Isaiah's Clay Thompson. Yeah. And he was, he was a finals MVP. Right. He was a finals MVP the first year they won it. So he was always great there. Allen Iverson, we saw him do it for a game against right. Shaq and Kobe right. when they won game one, but never won a title, obviously. So I don't know if some of it's size, 
the defensive liabilities, but I just don't expect him to be able to take over the game like I would expect a KD, a LeBron, or a Kawhi mm. Leonard to do. Mm. We stole all my points because I, this is my exact Good, same thing. Good, then I'll talk. <laughs> oh, I, you know what? It's good. For real, though. No, I mean, just to echo what he said, mm. because I don't think it's that big of a deal because it's game mm. three. And there's more series to play, and he can play bad, mm. and they can still recover. But if he plays like a goofball, and then they turn around and lose this there series. go with that goofball again. We're going to remember this game. But right. the notion, but the only thing I want to push back on, this notion that Steph Curry has been small in the play uh, in the playoffs or the finals is not true. Right. So it is true. I want to track. No, I tracked it. So what I did is I didn't want to go back to when he first got into the league and they didn't make the playoffs and all that. Right. I went back to when he first made the playoffs, the 2012-2013 mm-hmm. season. Yep. In the regular season, this is what he's averaged, 25.6, 7 assists. Hmm. In the NBA finals, he's averaged 20.25.6 and 6 assists. Hmm. He dropped off a cliff. Go ahead, Skip. And you said he's got a higher scoring average in the finals than what? Bird, Bird Kareem. Kobe. Kareem. Kobe and D-Wade. Mm. Every key number I have on my list in his career, regular versus post, the, the playoffs are a little down. Little down in all, every category. So he hasn't played like a two-time MVP in the playoffs. And maybe that's because playoffs dictate you In the finals you get, or the playoffs? playoffs, the, whole, playoffs the whole playoffs? Yeah. And I still can't get over the games five, six, and seven against your your man yeah. 2016 that was horrendously bad and again in those three games he shot 37 percent from the field and 36 percent from three he's he's like a 50 percent three-point shooter and that was a dramatic fall and then we get all the way to game seven and he shot six for 19 in his house this is it this is this is for your legacy and he was four of 14 from three and we get to the fourth quarter with the game on the line and he goes one of six from the field and one of five from three and has the crucial turnover where he whips it behind his back fourth row that, mm-hmm. that really opened the floodgates right. for your guys to have the bicycle built for two block and, and the chase down, right? <laughs> yeah, and it was done. Yeah. And finally Kyrie that year, if I'm, Kyrie I'm ended that. Yeah, Kyrie ended that game. So tonight to me is the biggest game of Steph Curry's career because Klay Thompson is either not going to play at all, to your point, first time ever that he would be without Klay, or Klay is going to be somewhat limited. He's just going to be limited, especially on defense, maybe even on offense. This is his night to rise and shine. This is his series to take over because we will see some box and one. So you have to say, hmm, I got this. I'm going to destroy the box and one because they won game two in spite of Steph Curry. That, that was a pretty miserable performance by his yeah, he standards. He wasn't very good. He wasn't very good. And then again, I'm going to say it one more time. If you play eight minutes down the stretch, you go 0 for 0 from the field, 0 for 0 from the line, and from the 537 mark down to seven seconds, you go eight straight possessions without scoring a point. Your team does, and you're the point guard, and you have zero assists in the whole fourth quarter. That that's he's getting a pass that nobody has leaped on that, and the reason he's getting a pass is because they survived without him, mm-hmm. right? They survived because Andre Iguodala, a 33 percent uh, three point shooter, said, "I got this." Because when the money's on the table, that guy's going to do it. Yeah. When the money was on the table, twenty what was the first finals? Twenty fifteen when they won. Yeah. Yeah. And again, you and I have gone back and forth. He turned the whole series around on defense and on offense. And you say, well, Steph's numbers say he should have been the MVP, but in impact, Iggy should have been MVP. Just in defense, offense, impact. 
it was LeBron's series to win. Remember, game four is in LeBron's house. They're up two games to one. I thought he was going to do it. Mm -hmm. I thought he was going to put his team on his back with no Ke uh, uh, Kevin Love and no Kyrie right. and just take them home because he was on. that was the best I've ever seen LeBron play for three games. Did he run out of gas? I don't, I don't know what happened, but he shot seven of 22 when they put Iggy on him, and they'd done it a little bit at the end of game three. But game four, Iggy took him out of that game. So he deserved to be MVP. So Steph doesn't even have one MVP to his credit. And tonight, he has an opportunity with no Kevin Durant. And this is just me. Heart of hearts, gut feeling. I believe Steph Curry does not want Kevin Durant to return because he can finally make a statement once and for all, I can do it without that guy. But, but, let, me, but let me ask you this, Skip. Let's just say for the sake of argument, he drops 45 in game three okay. and they lose. What does that change in people's minds? Okay, but you would think if he drops 45, they're going to win that game. That's but, what I would I, think. I, it still would be tough. Yes. Even if he has 45, if, if nobody else steps you, up. You, you just I'm Golden State. Because yeah. I'm thinking Draymond and if I could Cousins will play well, Steph's too. going to have 45, you'd say, I got this by 15. I right? wouldn't say that. No. I, I, if he has no? 45 and Draymond and Boogie don't play well or Quinn Cook can't hit a three, they could still lose. Hey, the impact of his 45 points, that's the one thing I disagree with whoever the Hall of Famer was that right. you talked. His three-point impact is so severe, especially at home, where he's revolutionized, uh, revolutionized the game and the impact of that shot because he shoots them from 10 feet right. beyond the line. Right. And now and you got more guys That's what I'm saying. That. But at Oracle... It feels like the ceiling falls in mm -hmm. on the visiting team when he makes four of those 30-foot yeah. shots. I right? do agree his impact on the game for his team and just the league and the game itself has been incredible. But for some reason, I feel like he needs other guys. He needs some help, though. Like, again, I don't – like what LeBron did in 2015, just taking over with Matthew Della Vadova and, and all these okay. – I don't see Steph being able to no, do no. that. Even though he has – arguably more impact on the game than LeBron when he's, his when, team when, is around him. Hey, when, when because he's going, right. he has huge impact. Right. But we've it's never seen that without Clay and Draymond. Right. We have right. not. Now, maybe he'll, he'll show something tonight that I and, haven't and seen. And by the way, you do have to, quote, unquote, hide him on defense. But that year he won the unanimous MVP, he led the league in steals. Mm -hmm. So you got to give him that, He right? gets steals, okay. and he's a smart and, yeah. and willing well, he defender. Plays, yeah. Like, he, he tries. Yeah. Right. Okay. But I, you know, I, I just don't. And I, look, I think a lot of people, like you're saying, Skip, if they win this championship and he doesn't get the finals MVP, a lot of people will hold that against him. So I, I think he needs it for the naysayers, but I do think finals MVPs are overrated. I mean, Kareem only won two out of his six okay. championships. Okay, but this is it. This is his opportunity to shine. Yeah, with no he, KD, he, hey, he has to hey. win it. He just played the greatest stretch of his career, Steph did, in the last quarter and the last game against Houston, Houston. game six, and then those four against Portland. Yeah. I've never seen him play better at a higher level than in those sort of five and a quarter and games. And he was good right? in game one, even though they okay. lost okay. in the finals. Got it. Now, this is it. They're a little shorthanded, if not a lot shorthanded. And if, if they win the game tonight, they could break Toronto's will because Toronto hasn't done this before, even though they got playoff experience. But if Steph just shoots them right in the heart tonight, then game – all of a sudden you can say, put Kevin on the back burner, right? We, we don't really need Kevin in game four. Well, if Steph takes over games three and four, well, he's – He's on course to run away with finals right. MVP. He's the favorite now, right? Right. Yeah. So right. this is his moment. Rise or fall, sink or swim. But Draymond and Boogie lurking, though. 
Okay. No, no, like, look, if I had to pick Golden State's MVP right now, I would give it slightly to Steph because of game one, he was really good, even though they lost. But Draymond would be right there. Okay, so tell me this. Would be if right Steph Curry tonight does exactly what he did in game two, six of 17 and three of 10 from three, who wins the game? Toronto. Okay. Thank I you. Agree. So oh, that's yeah. how big a deal this is for Steph Curry. He needs to be big. This but is his night. It's just more and games again, to be played. We- Nick, it doesn't look good for the Warriors at this point. If Clay is a game-time decision, KD is definitely out. You have no Kevon Looney at this point. How can the Warriors overcome their injuries tonight? Well, if Clay doesn't go, it would take a Herculean Steph Curry, Draymond Green performance. Mm-hmm. It would be – if Clay does not play, given the fact that KD's out and has a secondary storyline, Kevon Looney's out, it would be, to me – one of the greatest wins in this five-year run for this franchise. If they can win this game with no Clay and no Durant against a defense that good, and I've been pretty adamant that I think Clay's going to find a way to play and that if he doesn't, they I don't see their path to victory. But Clay's comments there alarmed me if you think he's going to play. I asked you this morning, is there anything you can do for a hamstring as far as to address the pain? We know with a sprained ankle, they can do either they can do some cortisone or some type of medication mm-hmm. to where you can numb it to a degree. And you said they would never do that for a strained hamstring because you then risk tearing it. You then yes. risk further injury. And for Clay to say if there's pain, it's a no-go. Not if there's pain, I'll see if I can gut through it. Not if there's pain, I'll see I'll see how I feel in warm-ups. That, to me, is probably the reason why all of a sudden last night the Warriors went from five-and-a-half-point favorites in Vegas to down to four-point favorites and now back up to four-and-a-half. Like, Vegas heard that KD was out, but they expected KD to be out. Then heard what Clay had to say, and that drastically hurts the Warriors' chances if he's feeling tenderness or pain that he thinks he won't be able to go. Because, see, with the hamstring, you could probably do more damage to it if you try to fight through that pain as opposed to the ankle. Am I right? Yeah, and a lot of people are looking at games three clay started looking at, at, at beyond in the series but one thing jenna that you thought was important was man you get an injury like this they're gonna play three games in five days now they've had a long they've had three days off and everything they're gonna play tonight but the actuality is they got three games in five days and the ability to be able to play without pain i think he's not going to be able to do that so i don't think he's going to be able to play tonight It does put a lot of pressure on the Warriors for game number four. But if you look at what's the best for the Warriors, this is a series. This is not the Super Bowl. This is not NFC, AFC championship game where you're going to have two weeks off. No, you're still in a series that is tied up. There is no cushion. There is no room for a team to be reckless at this point in the series. Just so people understand the schedule, they play tonight, off tomorrow, and then play Friday. That's the only stretch in the series where they only have one day off. Then they'll be off the whole weekend and play back in Toronto for game five on Monday. So between now and Monday, those are those three games Chris is talking about. I look at that, though, almost from a slightly different perspective in this regard. Kevin Durant, I don't think you can circle game four for him anymore. Nope. See, he hasn't practiced yet. <laughs> They're going to practice tomorrow. That's going to be a light practice. When you only, when it's the, they play today, they play Friday, mm-hmm. it's going to be a light practice. Kerr had already said, I guess it's feasible that KD could play after just one practice. So game five to me is now the earliest you could see Kevin Durant. So there's one way to say, yeah, it's going to be a long series. Another way to look at it is it could be a short series if the Warriors don't win tonight. If they, So the, the idea of we want to save Clay, we want to be cautious with Clay. 
If you don't think you're going to have Kevin Durant for game four and you know you're not going to have Looney and we don't know how Boogie's going to respond to the increased workload he's going to need tonight with Looney out, you lose tonight. All of a sudden, you are facing, in my mind, a must-win game in Game 4, even though we've seen the Warriors once come back from 3-1 down in the conference finals. That's a position only 11 teams in NBA history have come back down, down 3-1 in any series. So I, tonight's game does become a critical game, and for them to win without Klay Thompson, if they have to do that, I mentioned Steph and Draymond, Draymond Boogie also will have to not only duplicate what he did in game two, but do it on an even higher level. Well, let's be realistic. They're going to have to find points. Clay mm -hmm. and Duran have combined to average 50 points this postseason. Where are you going to find that production from if Steph doesn't have a monster night, which he hasn't had yet so far this series? Quinn Cook's got to be able to score in double figures. He's a great shooter of the basketball. He's their best shooter coming off the bench. But you're awful small, and you're giving up a lot on the defensive end. So that offensive output that we're missing from Clay. Draymond's going to have to take over a little more, just like he did when KD went out. Iggy, I know Iggy is going to do what he's got to do on the defensive end, but he's got to build score in double figures. They have to be have four players to build score in double figures. Who's going to be those guys? That's what's going to play out. They get four guys in double figures. They can pull off the tremendous win at home tonight. If Nick. Clay doesn't play, then all of a sudden Boogie and his minutes will feel much more at home in this regard. They will run post-ups for Boogie for Boogie Cousins, something that they that he has mm -hmm. always loved. He wanted that in Sacramento, and he got it. He wanted wanted it in New Orleans. He got it to a degree. With Golden State, he knew he wasn't going to get as much of it. But that is, compared to a regular Warriors offense, that's an inefficient possession. Compared to a Quinn Cook, Alfonso McKinney, Andre Iguodala Warriors offense, that would be a good possession. Boogie will get a lot of touches if Clay can't go. Look for Toronto also. If Quinn Cook and, and Steph play a lot of minutes together, it's not something they did a lot during the regular season. Look for Toronto to try to get back out on the fast break, which they were able to do in game number one, because defensively, you have guards displaced. Steph, if he's trying to be off the ball in that boxing one defense they're playing, yeah. who's going to be back on defense all the time? Quinn Cook is not used to that responsibility and being disciplined at it, so I look for Nick Nurse and that coaching staff. Let's get back to game number one. Let's speed up this pace. Try to get some good looks early in the shot clock compared to what we did in game number two. All right, good stuff. He has to take a page out of Michael Jordan, um, Kobe Bryant, LeBron James' book, where you got to get your teammates involved early, and he has to pick his spots. He has to go back to the game one mentality. I don't mind if he gets 14 shots. As long as he's passing the ball, being a willing passer, making other guys try to score the basketball. We know he's capable of getting getting his own shot when he wants to, even though he's he's hobbled a little bit because he got to the free throw line 16 times. So he can still do that, but he has to force these other guys to be aggressive. He needs some scoring. He needs Kyle Lowry to step up, to averaging 10 points, shooting 30 percent, mm -hmm. and, and obviously right now in the finals. He also needs Marcus Hall to be consistent and to be aggressive. And then the missing link, we, and, and for some reason, he's getting, we're not talking about him enough, Serge Ibaka has to come to play. Yes. You know, he, he's another guy that's been there. He's played in meaningful playoff games. He understands the moment. They need him to step up and play well. He can too. give Boogie and give Draymond some problems with his length and ability to be able to play defense, but he just hasn't been. But can he was, be consistent? But I like what Kawhi's at offensively. Obviously, you would like to shoot a better field goal percentage, but he's getting to the free throw line. I think he just has to pick his spots. If the game is going smooth and, you know, it's a two, four-point game, he doesn't have to force it, take on the double teams. He can still be a willing passer, make sure guys get shots and, and keep them involved and get himself prepared for the fourth quarter where he can take over a game. I think 
you know, game two, he had to force it because they struggled mm -hmm. so much to score the basketball in that second half, so he forced it a lot. But he still could be a willing passer and still be able to get his shots up, especially if Clay ends up not playing. With all the shooters that we have in the NBA, very seldom do we ever see teams double team, especially perimeter players, and force the ball out of hand. All these players, KD struggled a little bit with it. He's seven foot, so he can pass over it. Steph struggles all the time. Kawhi has struggled with it. From a basketball standpoint, with Kawhi getting double teamed, give me something else that he can do where he can be more aggressive. Because, man, it seems like he's backing away from the double team. Do you think he should be doing something else? I think he should take the ball out of his hands and post up. Okay. And really try to post up to about the 15-foot area where he's got a shorter, he can get to the basket, open up, shoot his 15-foot jump shot. We haven't seen him do a lot of that. Mm -hmm. His fade away. He's got a great mid-range game. Get to your mid-range game, especially if you hobbled a little bit. It's going to be very difficult for him because he doesn't go fast to split the double team. They do a good job of corralling, especially when it's Draymond Green, and he, he's got great hands. So he's got to do more posting up. And this is the thing. Nick Nurse is supposed to be the offensive guru. That's what they hired him for. Mm -hmm. He has to figure that out because you're putting a lot of pressure on Kawhi to ask him to bring it up. Walk it up 94 feet and then try to make a play. And I would argue Kawhi needs, on Nick Nurse's side of it, get him some easy buckets out of a timeout. Like, they, how many times in these finals? I know it's only been two games, but does Kawhi have, has he cut back door and just got an easy layup or a dunk? Like, there's. Well, when you get in the, into the playoffs, Nick, we know all the sets. Right. You can't come up with no new play we don't know. Help side defense is so much better. So many guys are far more engaged in the defense. That's why the struggle in the playoffs becomes real because the other team is far more familiar with you than any other time during the season. But the only easy looks Kawhi's getting is from the free throw line. Yep. And, and fortunately, he has been spectacular from the line. He was 10 of 12 in the first game. He was 16 of 16 in the second game. So he's 26 of 28 from the line because he only made 13 shots in this series. He's only shooting 38% in this series. This is where it, it, it gets harder for everybody. And the Warriors have done a spectacular job of making life hard on the other team's best option like maybe some of that James Harden slander everyone was engaging in after round two after we see what happened to Damian Lillard let's see what happens in these finals to Kawhi Leonard we might realize hey the Warriors their coaching staff their players the experience Iggy and Draymond and Clay and that length they can make life hard on the great players in this league. Don't you think game three could be a good opportunity to get the rest of the Raptors involved? You knew that the Warriors are going to be shorthanded most likely. This could be a good time to get the guys that weren't shooting well, give them a little confidence, maybe take a couple minutes for Kawhi where he'd be desperately out there. Because you know this is going to be the only not break, but game where they're not going to be at full strength. The yeah, it becomes very, very important, especially that they're backcourt. You talked about putting Kawhi off the ball. If I'm Nick Nurse, I'm not having Kawhi bring the ball up anymore. Mm -hmm. Kawhi is a great one-on-one -on -one player, but they're not. The Warriors are not going to let you play one-on-one -on -one basketball, i.e. Houston, James Harden, the point guard. Take the ball out of his hand, all right, i.e. Portland. Take the ball out of Damian Lillard's hand, 4-0 sweep. Kawhi is not a point guard, but because Cal Lowry is struggling. Like, we need to bring him up. Part of his struggle has has really led to Kawhi being able to struggle because Kyle Lowry should be playing 40 minutes a game. He should be scoring about 18 to 20 points a game. He's not doing those things, making a lot of stupid fouls. So if he's able to bring the ball up, 
Him and Van Vliet, if they're able to bring the ball up, Kawhi can get his mid-range. He can start on the baseline. But if they don't play well, Kawhi Leonard's a play will be affected because he shouldn't have to bring the ball up the court at 6-7 because they are not going to let you play one-on-one basketball. And you have to give a lot of credit to the Golden State Warriors. Since the playoffs, they're playing the elite defense that had them in the finals all right, and this is the worst defensive team that they've had in five years. But in the playoffs, they're playing type of defense that win you a championship. And I'll add to that, the, the formula to win was game one. If you really think of five guys in double figures, they moved the ball. I thought Kawhi made great plays late, even though he didn't have a great offensive game. But he made some plays late in that game. And then also, you got to figure out, how can I get these other guys open shots? Because they can't get their own shot. A Danny Green can't get his own shot. No. That's where you got to count on Kyle Lowry, who's supposed to be your starting point guard. Maybe putting him in a pick and roll and you creating and trying to get those guys a shot. So this got to mix up the offense and putting too much pressure on a guy we don't know. They're saying he's hurt a little bit on Kawhi Leonard to do so much on the offensive end. And listen, I, the, obviously the the Warriors or the Raptors need in order to beat the two-time defending champs. They need their second, third, fourth, and fifth best players. At least three of those guys in each game. To to have a good game, any game they're going to win. But the biggest reason some people were picking the Raptors in this series, I think the biggest reason you guys picked the Raptors in this series was Kawhi Leonard was coming off back-to-back masterpieces in seven games against Philly and six games against Milwaukee. Against Philly, 35-10-4 and and over 50% and great defense. Against Milwaukee, 30-10-4 and with elite Best since I, I've seen since Scottie Pippen perimeter defense. In the finals thus far, it's 29-10-4, 38%, and the defensive impact, because there isn't a Giannis to take out of the game, hasn't been felt as much. If the Raptors are going to win this series, barring more Warriors just falling victim to injury. There aren't that many left. Right. They need Kawhi, who has a chance to steal the mantle as the best player alive, to play like it over these next five games. Like, that is the Raptors' clearest path. We know he can do it because we saw him do it in the previous two rounds. He needs to do it in the NBA Finals. Whitlock and Wiley, we're joined now by LeVar Ball. Prophetic. Demons, season four of Ball in the Family, available now on Facebook Watch. Let's start right where we just left off. Who's running the Los Angeles Lakers? I think it's LeBron James. Like I said, nobody knows who's running it right now. Even nobody. still. Even still. I mean, everybody got their opinion who they think is running it, but it's, it's not being ran by one person. Hmm. If if LeBron James were in control of the Lakers, mm -hmm. he and his agent, Rich Paul, a lot of people think they have a lot of influence. Are you good with that? Would that be a good thing for the Lakers? That's the, that's the narrative that, that the media wants to put that LeBron is, is running his agent. That's what you got to run with something. It, like I'm saying, I, you know I only care about one thing, getting all my boys on the Lakers. If, if LeBron want all my boys, let's run. Mm. People losing the sight of, they think LeBron is ready to get up out of here. LeBron is, is putting something. He, he like me. He, he thinking way ahead of the game. This is the only team, listen to me, this is the only team that he can invest in and say, you know what? Get my son on this team when I'm on my way out. Nobody else will let him do that on any other team. Mm. You think? I know. He like wants I'll, his son to play no, for the Lakers. No, remember he said a long time ago he want to play with his son. This is the only place he can play with his son. But you got to put your time in first for you to say, hey, my son's going to be good enough to be on this squad. Come on, let's go. That's fascinating. I'm telling you. I look at him a long game. That's a long game, That's right there. That's a long game. I mean, no, where, else, where else can he go? You're not going to be an NBA team and say, yo, 
let me get LeBron on the end of his career, and you're going to have pool now? You don't have that type of pool. Mm. But you, you go for four or five years with the, with the Lakers or whatever, you got that pool now. You say, you know what? I think my son, he, he plays right here at Syria Canyon. Go, let's go watch him. I'm going to pass the ball, Marcel. So yeah, you gave yeah. me something to think about. <laughs> yeah, 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 see that, man. <laughs> okay, but in face, at least in title, Jeannie Buss runs this organization. Do you trust Jeannie Buss to get this organization back on course? I don't know how she's going to get it back on course. She might, she might not. But I don't, I'm not going to throw my trust into that. Yeah, I throw my trust in if she go get my other two boys, then I trust her to the end. Now, <laughs> <laughs> this morning you said she was too sensitive. Well, she, she is sensitive. All women are sensitive. I don't know, no, no, no. Tough, they, they tough. They got some women that's tough, but they still got that sensitive Men side. aren't sensitive? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah cry, yeah. LeVar, stop it. Last time I cried, I was seven years old. Mm. I ain't cried There's not some that, sensitive man. men out yeah, here, though, too. Well, well, I'm not one of them. I, I got it. Yeah, I'm just not like that. My boys ain't like that either. Cause that's because I bred them like this. Mm, I cried five times on Bohemian Rhapsody. I'm going to let that slide. Uh, what's the current status of what you're wearing right now, Triple B? I go to the website. The you status, know me. Hey, I hey, support we, we, under construction. Yes, what's under, up? That's what it is. Under construction. We coming back bigger and better. We can't have a beta site up on so hey, we can still take, order? Hey, take your time. I want to do something else different. We coming with a whole different brand, a whole different side. Hey. The G3s, baby. G3s? Don't tell me I'm stopping. The only person who can stop the big baller brand yeah. is me. Not the media. Not to say RIP, big baller brand. I'm the only one. If I don't want to sell no more or do nothing else, that's when the big baller brand But Lonzo is takes the tattoo off. All the reports out there. They're Lonzo only reporting about, what's about, out about, there. About the tattoo. The tattoo got to come off anyway. You can't play. It's better to have it off than with a sticker on you. For the bandage? For the, for the bandage NBA on there? I mean, NBA rules. You so play, no, you're not even hurt. So no major issues, no shutdown no, of Triple but, B. But, but how, no, it's definitely not. It's a family brand. Families don't break up. Now, 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 in this business right here, everybody is supposed to be, this is part of the process. We got to be split up. Me and Lonzo got to be split up. But it ain't going to happen because we ain't built that way. Everybody else, when it comes to money and all that, Kobe and his parents over there. KD, his mama over there. Everybody breaking up. But that's part of this goddamn recipe when you make it on this level. But they ain't going to break up the ball, family. We too good. We built differently. Love that. Let me circle back. I, I just want to give you an opportunity. Uh -huh. People, when they, you say genie bus, too sensitive, uh -huh. people will hear that as sexist. No, no, no. I'm not saying too sensitive. She is sensitive. All women are sensitive. That's not a big, that's not a bad thing. That that's not a bad thing, though. As insensitive. That's not a bad, that's not a bad thing. Yeah. It's like if, if it's, it's different. That's why they always say somebody got to be the bad guy. They never be like that got to be the bad woman. The bad guy, he basically ain't got no feelings for nothing. He's just cutthroat. She's one of the, the only ladies who's running a, a team. That's, that's special in itself. But I'm just saying is you're going to have those feelings where sometimes when you come in with somebody, you don't look at it as aspects of, okay, is he doing his job, this and that. It's just like, oh, we're here together. I owe you something. I want to be you. You my guy. Is this proper to paraphrase? She makes emotional decisions. Well, yeah, definitely. Get in way, De definitely. Better De definitely. Yes. Yes. Here would be my problem. That's, that's, so far, or where I think okay. you need to be careful because I. I well, well, people try I, to make it on the spot where they say it's sexist. I'm not trying to be sexist because I love women. I, I I get what you're saying, but yeah. I see a lot of athletes and I see a lot of people like just off the top of my head. I can remember Phil Jackson used the word posse. Uh -huh. And the next thing I know, LeBron and his group were, oh, my God, that's yeah, yeah, sensitive yeah. Uh -huh. and that's racist, blah, blah. And I go, man, y'all too sensitive. Uh -huh. <laughs> and, so, right, right. I, again, and so I see it from men as well, mm -hmm. and I see a lot of emotional overreaction. 
I, I think that, like, Russell Westbrook has no control of his emotions. Mm -hmm. And it affects his play on the court, it affects his interaction with fans, everything. And so I, I just don't see it as a female issue. I see it as a human issue. Well, yeah, you can say you see it as a human issue, but everybody got their own opinion. It's, it's not bad about it. I'm just saying... How about a Mac? It, it, it is what it is. emotional? The dude just quit on the spot. And didn't tell is, is, <laughs> well, I mean, if you're doing something, do you really have to tell everybody if you're going to do it on your you gotta own? You got to tell your boss. Why? You got to be man enough. Well, well that's not even man enough. It's, it's like, you know what? If I want to quit, I'm going to quit. I'm going to tell you the same thing. Just like when they were talking about my son and I took him out of UCLA. They said, you didn't tell nobody. I didn't have to tell nobody. I can do what I want. That's the same thing with Magic. He don't have to go back and be like, you know what? Let me tell everybody I'm going to quit before. I just quit when I want to quit. If it's up to him, though. That's how he felt about it, so leave him alone. Some and, people would call that irresponsible. Why is it irresponsible? Emotional. Again, it's not... But, but, but how is it, here, here it is. If, if a certain way that you feel, nobody else can tell you how you feel. You, you see what I'm saying? So, like I said, you can say what the weather's going to be like tomorrow. You can tell if it's going to be an earthquake. You never know what's going on in somebody's mind. Hmm. And for the reasons they do things, they, it, just like that, you'd be like, man, I didn't know he was going to do that. And that's why it shocks everybody. Like, whoa, what happened? That's because nobody knows what's really going on in somebody's mind. Mm. Going forward, just last last quick one. Is Lonzo the right, the Lakers the right fit for Lonzo? You you foresee him being on this squad going forward. His name is in the trade conversation. Yeah, but you got, that's, that's part of L.A. You got to gotta be in the trades for keep people's ears perked up to see what's going on. Mm. Okay, uh, Lonzo, like I said, the only issue I had with Lonzo was if you do not have the right leader, you can't, you can't do nothing. If you don't believe in my son and be like, you know what? Everybody who coaches him believes in him like that. I told y'all Luke didn't believe in him like that. So guess what? The new coach, everybody's asking me now, what do you think, LeVar? I don't know. But everybody can be nice on the first date. But he said one thing that I did like is, hey, I like Lonzo Ball. He could have easily said, you know, most coaches come in and they want to say, you know what? I've been in the league. Let me talk about a veteran first. So I'll say, oh, I'm glad Rondo's here to mentor Lonzo. This dude's just straight out. Man, I like what Lonzo Ball does. So that's a good spot on me. I like that who coming in with a good attitude. You're looking good, man. Lost Thank you, man. I'm good. I ain't lost a lot of weight. I'm just streamlining <laughs> fine. Well, your shirt that. too baggy then. No, <laughs> my shirt ain't never too ball. baggy. <laughs> this is what the whole coup d'etat is about. Oh. Putting guns to everybody's head. They better land. Uh, Island over here. Yeah, they better land. <laughs> Planes crashing. All, everything we talked about in the first block is yeah. about making sure they land Anthony Davis. Mm. Question is, will they finally land, AD? Mm -mm. You, you ready for this? Yeah. Gail Benson already told. Once again, someone has already told us what's going mm -hmm. to happen. Gail Benson, who is going to champion for her small market team, not get played again, is not going to allow the Lakers to come in here and land Anthony Davis. So, look, Rich Paul sits down with Anthony Davis. Ha they have lunch. Uh, I was at the same place where they were having lunch. Different day, different time. Different year. <laughs> <laughs> I've been there before. Same and, table, though. Same table. <laughs> right, right. But, same waiter. <laughs> <laughs> but Birdie said he made his list of demands. We know what it is. The two L.A. teams, uh, Knicks and Bucks, randomly. Um, and... I think Gail Benson already has said, I'm taking the Lakers off the table. It will be intriguing to see how desperate the Lakers get in attempt to land Anthony, but I don't think when they will. When did she say that? Recently? Uh, that was a month ago, oh, maybe okay. a few weeks yeah. ago. Yeah. No, the other issue is, uh, and I think people are, are looking past this, trading for Anthony Davis makes you marginally better. But if you are giving up a ton of pieces, 
having AD and LeBron alone not enough. is not enough to get you significantly further than where you were. Mm. So there's Who that issue. That? You, 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 you think, I don't, I'm not sure that's factually true. But go, or I disagree with that, but go ahead. In terms of the, the talent those getting an guys. AD, you can have those two guys, but if you're going to give up, you're going to give up anything up? close to the package that they were offering. Oh, my. Where are you going from there? Yeah. What are you going to put no around depth. them? You were already on one-year deals with every guy that you could find just to fill out the roster. So there's the difficulty. The other part is, is that, look, the Knicks have the ability. It's not as if the Lakers can offer some huge prize that other teams can't match. That num that even the distinction between the number three pick with New York and the number four pick with the Lakers is a distinctive change. RJ Barrett is in a different place than anybody down below that. Yeah. So the Knicks wanting that, wanting to be able to pair that potentially with KD, that makes all the sense in the world. And we see it time after time. Teams like to move <laughs> that star to the other conference. Right. So he's only in your building once a year. You only have to see him one other time. That makes all the sense in the world to make that move as opposed to <clears throat> succumbing to what the Lakers want. I think if Gail Benson said that, I think you got to get out of your feelings, man. This is business. So to me, if you're, if you're bringing David Griffin, <coughs> who's proven himself as a basketball mind, you have to allow him to do what he's supposed to do. So if the Lakers have the best package to offer, you have to trade him to the Lakers. You know, stop, oh, I don't like them because they're in our conference or they did. No, it, this is not about feelings. Uh, to me, you want to start a fresh run with Zion. If Zion is the number one pick, you don't want to have an Anthony Davis cloud lingering over the franchise still. He doesn't want to be there. You have to move him. Who can offer the best package? It's not about really about what team. It's about what draft picks and players am I getting. The, to me, the team shouldn't matter at all. And if you're going to try to do anything with this, that's the, the mentality. You can't be in your feelings because you didn't like what Magic said or Rob lied or whatever the situation may be. You have to take the best package that's offered you for Anthony Davis because he doesn't want to be there anymore. Okay, we listen to you. The best package is not the Lakers. Think about it, the, the injury risk and the concern. Lonzo Ball, five fewer games his second year than his first year, and he came in injury-prone in their mindset. The, so he's, not, he's played... No, I just said if, if the Lakers are that yeah. best package... right. But, but Lonzo was a part of that package. Now you have injury concerns. Ingram, is he even going to play again? Who knows? Question mark, right? So two of the key pieces in the trade package that still fell short to get Anthony Davis are now well, injury concerns. How are you going to put that? That should have never fell let, short, let, though. Let yeah. Me, yeah, right. I agree. Let me say this. Go, I want to refer back to our conversation in the previous block. I get Rich Paul and LeBron are putting a gun to the Lakers' head. You, you had what's the leverage they that the New Orleans has. That's the leverage. Rich Paul wants Anthony Davis in with the Lakers and LeBron James. The Pelicans know that. They're, and the Pelicans, Gail Benson is reluctant. I'm not sure she will not, but she's a bit reluctant to trade right. uh, Anthony Davis to the, to the Lakers. So the, the, they need to make an overwhelming offer to get the Pelicans to make that move. And that's what Rich Paul and LeBron are trying to force. If Rich Paul was saying, and Anthony Davis was saying, it's the Lakers are bust. We, that's the only place we want to be. That's the only place we'll re-up. That would be your leverage. Listen, but as long as there's the Knicks teams. on the list there's or other teams. teams on the list, that undercuts their leverage. No question about it. But what Rich Paul wants, I believe, is different than what his client wants. There's a lot of agents that will act on the behalf, on, at the behest of their client, but they will object along the way. Are we giving and, Rich Paul too much credit? 
Or power. The Both. man tried to Both. force the but trade. But I'm just saying, overall, overall. Oh, no, no. Again. Do, At the end of the day, Anthony... I'm listening to LeBron. I'm not listening to Rich if it comes down to two situations. You know? So are we giving him too much leeway, power, say-so, blame, When I credit? say Rich, I'm basically talking about LeBron. I think LeBron would prefer to have Anthony Davis with him in the Lakers, and they've been trying to manipulate that situation. Anthony Davis is his own man. I He's think like LeBron anybody. would rather have KD or Kawhi, to be honest with you. If that yeah, is LeBron's choice. I, I would agree. They're and you don't have coming. to give up all the, the young They're not four. coming. Yeah. KD's not coming to play with LeBron, particularly after what he just went through here where he can't get credit. And Kawhi, I don't think, has any interest in being uh, LeBron's right hand or left hand or, you know, flunky or whatever. So I don't think those guys <laughs> are on the table. AD was their best option. I, I'm not sure they can convince AD. He may. I'd rather go play with Giannis because they clearly – Giannis can't be your best offensive player. Right. I can go there and be the man, and Giannis can be my Scottie Pippen. That's too clogged what is up it? over there. What does it yeah. say AD about- can stretch the floor. Too clogged up. Right. Yeah. What does it say about AD, though, when you think about it, that he is still set on leaving New Orleans? You have Drew Holiday. You now have Zion Williamson, the number one pick. Yeah, yeah. For what? For the Lakers or the Knicks? I, I don't what, – what, what is where, his motivation? Well, again, that's where I go. He's got an agent in his ear. And I think he's being distracted and misled. He also – my understanding is he also has his father who is looking at it from a business proposition. There's a reason that we're talking about the two biggest markets, L.A. and New York. Yeah. And that that's where he wants and to be. And the resurrection of those franchises is invaluable. If you could just bring, restore the Lakers or just bring the Knicks back from 40 years ago in Texas. I, I, and and again, I, I, don't, I don't know all the off-the-field stuff the way that maybe I should. But, but his father may need to be slapped into reality with this little eyebrow thing and stuff going. It, it's not like Madison Avenue. Just, oh, we can't wait to put AD in. Oh, in they'll find the a way. They found a way for Marshawn oh, Lynch not to say something <laughs> and to say everything. Yeah, no. So if they found a way to make Marshawn Lynch personable, any, they'll yeah, do it. Any with, franchise yeah. against Anthony Davis is going to be very exciting. Yeah, yeah. The biggest aspect of this, though, is if you're trading for Anthony Davis, this is not what the Lakers' plan was. Mm-hmm. It was opening up cap room in order to get superstar players to add to the equation, not have to subtract to add another piece. So Mm -hmm. I honestly, I don't care what it is. If the only move they make this summer is making a deal for Anthony Davis, even if they find a way to get that done. Not enough. I'm so what? If I'm LeBron James, that, okay, good. I got a running mate. What else do we have? (laughs) What? What, wait a minute. What else do we not have? Not enough for the relay. The equipment, <laughs> you the got two legs. Not trainer enough. And the equipment manager is playing the four and playing the. Play <laughs> why the wouldn't, why wouldn't they also be trying to get Jimmy Butler? They don't have the money. No, no, no. That, I, I'm sure that they would love to yeah. get additional pieces. I just haven't heard Jimmy Butler saying that this is the destination that he wants to get, wants to go to. And if you're adding AD, does that change the equation for him? I don't know. I haven't heard any of that. There's also the timing of it. The timing of the draft and the timing of when these guys, the reality is the, the guys, the superstar free agents right now, I know for a fact, there's conversations going on right now Constantly. in terms of where they want to go and where they're going to be. The Lakers being in disarray right. has everybody putting them on the back right. burner, even if they like the market, right. even if they'd like to play with LeBron. All of it is like dumpster fire. Uh, I, don't, to go there? I don't know what's going to be there. So uh, let me make that decision later. 